0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Light in the Ghetto. You've made it to another week with us. It's your girl brie
1: Ash, Amina, the Healing Artesian.
2: Sounds so. That's the big flex right there. My name. My name is just Kay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's the crazy. Like she got a tagline and everything. We going uh. days, but like I need you to say it again with some
0: more mm. oomph.
1: I am Ashley Amina, the healing artesian at your service. That's Ooh.
2: like DJ Envy, Angelique, and Charlemagne Lagarde. <laughs> <laughs> Hero lighted
0: in the ghetto, not the breakfast club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this ain't the breakfast club. This ain't the, <laughs> breakfast, club. This ain't the <laughs> breakfast club. This ain't the breakfast club. But we're back
2: for another week, like Bree said. I think last week when we talked to you guys at the very end, we talked about obedience. We brought it up for a little bit but we didn't really get into you know the real tea about it uh so today that's what we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about obedience but not only obedience but how would you feel or what if or the actual reality is that your obedience is tied to somebody else's blessing your obedience is tied to somebody else's acknowledgement awareness or just accessibility to
0: some sort of view into their purpose and i've been disobedient y'all i mean you, but I think that we all have been disobedient but the story that sticks hey. out I don't know if y'all gonna tell it this time oh my god what but it really started with Ashley and Nora's truth that's where it really started
2: Ooh, cause the people got a surprise coming Ooh. in well, I can't like fully divulge but I can say no I'm trying to think will this episode be released by then this will be, what, two Thursdays from now? Oh, we can't talk about it. There ain't nobody. We can talk about it. Yeah, we can talk right. about it. Oh, go ahead, so. go ahead, get a <laughs> So check it. You know. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Nora's truth, right? So Nora's truth is my testimony or my sh- chapter um talking about where it starts as my um rape from my childhood which has um transpired into a plethora of BS but nonetheless it has made me the person that I am and then the rest of the poetry it's a it's a book um, of poems affirmations uh guided activities and journal entries and so it starts off; it sets the scene with the rape, <clears throat> but then majority of the book is uh, essentially my healing, um, and my journey from um, a, a, a a cocoon all the way into a butterfly. So the me- the metamorphosis of it. And my my trauma happened in my childhood, and now I am twenty six uh, years old, and so I've been holding on to this truth, trying to understand. Like, I know that God had, he allowed that to happen and he brought me through it because clearly it means something for some, something or someone. And so basically, you know, I finally got to a place with God with, you know, his strength and all that, where I was able to start sharing my truth. Um, And so that looks like my candle business as well as this book. And so, my obedience and my trust and my faith in Him to use my voice to share it has been helping other people. Because nor is me, nor is you, nor is the next warrior. Either way it goes, this is Nora's truth. Because everyone, or not everyone, but a lot of people share a lot of um, stories that I have also experienced and stuff like that. So yeah, it was it was hard, you know, to share that. But that would be, you know, dang y'all threw me on the spot. <laughs> but that would be <laughs> that would be an example of my obedience. I have been honored to be a soundboard for other um, survivors who have shared their stories um, because they felt as though they were either alone or that just listening to me. Um, gave them a bit of hope to be able to share their stories um, and things like that
2: and so yeah and would she would she keep trying to skip over because okay it's like I don't even know why she she tried to stay on the humble humble not even the low-key humble the humble humble <laughs> um Ashley wrote a book I don't I'm not because she tried to yeah I knew my story and then I tell my story and then i to get to the part where
0: I talk about how it helped other people.
2: No. Ashley wrote a book. Okay. And, Ashley, where, where can they find this book? If they were to go, if they wanted to go and support this book, buy this book, read this book, look at this book, taste this book, smell this book, touch this book, where could they find it? So, y'all can find it on itscandletalk.com
1: for a signed copy. Um, or you can find it on Amazon. It is a paperback and an ebook. I appreciate y'all. But, yes. Um, my first dream in life was to be an author, and so I guess that's another testimony that I have that I'm thankful that God has brought me back to my first love. So, yes, but it's
2: .com um,
1: or Amazon, but support Black businesses.
2: Oh, so support Black businesses? Would you happen to have a Black business (laughs)
0: Is that? What is that?
2: Tell us more. Come <laughs> on. So, <laughs> um,
1: Candle Talk is, our sell aromatherapy candles and um, wax melts, other products to come. Um, I use the platform of mental and emotional well-being. Healing is a universal language. That is why I'm actually Amina, the healing artesian. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm.
0: so what I also want y'all to know first of all big shout out for the entrepreneurship right being an author knocking things off your bucket list okay okay you prayed and asked for this and he came through for you he being the man upstairs but I just I just want to tap on this little part that you just want to skip over here I mean she's doing a lot of skipping around today the the, the obedience is what we're talking about today and there was a point in time Mm. Where Ashley, I was wondering if we was gonna talk about it. Was like, uh, I ain't writing nothing. I'm not gonna put this out. I this ain't putting nothing. In. It's overwhelming. It's so much. Yeah. I gotta keep on writing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what happened with that? Like, tell us about that experience, and then tell us what actually what what it what it opened up. What did it allow?
1: Oh, me not writing? Oh, I was not gonna write nothing. I was not gonna use my voice to say diddly squats. Um, And me not wanting to put this book out before, I wasn't able to understand that it was helpful to people because I wasn't putting it out. And so I just saw a lot of people talk about being afraid to, especially during um, when Twitter went up in an uproar and everyone started talking about sexual assault. And there were so many survivors coming out. But then there were also uh, people who were hurting. And I was like, dang, like, I have a poem that will help with that. Or I have something that could help with that. And I was telling Brie and Kay, like, ah, I have a poem to help her. And like five seconds, later I was like but I said I could put my book out it's not gonna be good um it's a dang bulletin board like it's not good enough and so finally I you know I asked God to give me the courage and the strength and then I just I put out a date and I was like I'm gonna release then and I it took you know I, I I stayed with him for 13 hours straight because, uh, listen, listing self publishing is the way to go, but y'all gonna learn how to be all things of graphic designer and um, formatter on a bundle. but so I finally released it, and it it has been a great it 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 has healed me. <clears throat> I have a new lo- I have a new layer of healing. Um, but like I said, it has also healed people. But yes, I have only been obedient probably for 60 days, um <laughs> <laughs> in a matter of like years. Um, because to be honest with you, I started writing that book two years ago. I asked God. I said, if you saw fit for me to write one book, please, and that was back in 2018. And to be honest, the book was supposed to come out in May, and it didn't come out until the end of July. Um, so I've held myself as well as other people who knows the people that I may have missed or the other, you know, just people that could benefit from it, um, because of my disobedience and prolonged obedience is still disobedient. Forgive But let's, (laughs) we have a scholar that. We just give out. <laughs> we have a block First of all y'all are the real <laughs> workers. <laughs> so let's not let let's hear about you <laughs> Let's hear about you She hates talking about herself. Okay. Oh no, I'm closing. Hmm. So I
0: guess how are we mean obedient? Is that what you're or where was obedient in? Is that what you're asking us? Yes. Oh, go ahead, okay. Y'all rude. Um, but I would say for
2: like, my obedience, and I've touched on it in some of our other episodes, when we talked about things that are like um, diluting our momentum, and we talked about those kind of things, and I had touched on the idea of being able to pass as excellent while being mediocre. Um, knowing that I wasn't reaching the full potential of my purpose and things like that. And so it would be like, God told me to do something and I would like shortchange it and like do something that's like, okay, and acceptable in the sight of man. Um, but I was still being disobedient. Um, and I remember when Ashley was talking about her book and our Bible study, and she was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't know if I want to write, I don't know if I want to put it out, I don't know if I want to do this. And for me and Bree, it was very clear, like, put the books out, like, do it, like, do it. Um, and, uh, by now you guys know, it's not, it's not public news (laughs) while we're recording this, but by the time you guys hear this, you'll know, I also wrote a book. Um, but I remember when I was doing all of that and learning how to be the web designer, the, the graphic designer, the formatter, the publisher, the printer, the, the everything. Um, there were questions that I had for Ashley that she would not have been able to answer if she had not been obedient about her own book. Um, and so, of course, we look at this some of these things on like a large scale, of like, oh, my God, if I'm not obedient in my purpose, that could mean somebody in China is not getting what they need. Somebody in Africa is not meeting purpose or getting their needs met. Um, but sometimes it's people that are very close to us um, and we have like very easy access to. Um, And we would look at them as being like the simple things, but some people couldn't, would not be able to follow through with what it is their current assignment is or what God has for them if they were not connected to you. And the reason God has them connected to you is because he's asked you to do something. And if you don't follow through, that connection doesn't mean as much as it was supposed to. Um, So I know for me being obedient in this season has been like very cringy. Um, (laughs) If I can say like, if I can put it into a word, it's been very cringy uh, because I think that the obedience that God is calling for me, I mean, for the most part on like my social media, people who know me and things like that, um, I'm pretty like, I mean, I really don't hide much. So as far as like my personality and who I am, I'm pretty, you know, out there. Um, Yeah, pretty much. But there are some parts of me, like for those who don't know, that I write. There are certain parts like that that are a little bit more private to me that I don't go like running through the streets with a bullhorn screaming out to everybody. Um, so putting all of those works into one piece and distributing them to other people in an area of like, Hey, I wrote this, read this, or Hey, I wrote this buy this can be very cringy and nerve wracking because it's like, those things are personal to me, but I have to assume that, um, this obedience is tied to someone else's blessing or even my own blessing. Um, and so it's just been really hard to be obedient in that way. And I think that my obedience has caused for sacrifice. And I think maybe that's why I don't like it. Um, Cause it's one thing to like do what God asks you to do, but it's another thing to find out that what God is asking you to do is going to call for some sacrifice on your part. And that has been very ghetto for me. Um, so like I work a full-time job um, during the day. Um, and that job itself has come with a lot of different responsibilities. There's been recent like promotion and stuff like that with that. So there's just been a lot of weight that has come with that. So when God was like, hey, I want you to write this book and I want you to do this when you get home from work, it was like, but God, I'm falling asleep and nodding out on my way home from work. So how am I going to do this? Um, and I remember listening to a sermon uh, from Sarah Jakes Roberts, who was just phenomenal. Um, but I listened to a sermon from her and she was talking about the reason that you're uncomfortable with sacrifice is because you've gotten comfortable with sacrificing for the wrong things in your life. Um, so you sacrifice for the things that God didn't place in your life. You sacrifice for the things that you're fighting God to keep in your life. Um, and I had to recognize that like sacrifice is a natural part of of working towards purpose. It's just about, am I sacrificing for something that I keep putting myself in or something God's actually asking me to do? So it made me sacrifice a lot of, like, my confidence, my time, my comfortability. Um, and by the time this episode is released, I will see the harvest of that is the hope. <laughs> um, so uh, there's that. But I know that I'm even there's still parts of this season of obedience that I don't understand yet, and hopefully with time will come. Um, because God recently took some things from me and I was like, but why give it back now? And, um, God was like, yeah, nah, Fran, just keep writing. So, uh, we'll see, uh, the, the reap, the reaping of this harvest. Hopefully what I'm sowing is pleasing in his sight. And and that's what I'm hoping for. But yeah, the whole idea of like your obedience, being tied to somebody else's blessing is a lot of pain. It's a lot of pressure. It's very cringeworthy, and it causes sacrifice. And that in itself is just a ghetto combination. And I'm honestly not a fan. Three stars on Yelp. Not gonna <laughs> lie. Not going to lie.
0: Wow. So, had Ashley not written her book, we wouldn't have another book. So we got two books off of Ashley Brianna. Obedience <laughs> Oh my god. Oh <laughs> and, like <laughs> that is really great. Like, oh my gosh, y'all just out here writing books.
2: Brianna, what you being disobedient about?
0: What am I being disobedient about um everything? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm just coming here to tell y'all this. So it's okay to be the rebel like the bunch because listen, I just just this week and it's going to be a few weeks when y'all actually hear this. So a few weeks ago, (laughs) I had come to the realization that I was being stubborn and angry and angry at the wrong people. So I had to acknowledge I was actually angry with God and he just wants me to, two things, just do it and don't move. And I know those are contradictory statements, but when I get frustrated, like I'm a very giving person. I like, I'm very creative, I like to do stuff, I like to um, be helpful. I, I will bend over backwards, stretch myself in, and then be looking around like, why won't anyone appreciate this? And it's like, nobody even asked you to do that. Like, what about what I asked you to do? So I've been trying to um, rest in his presence is what Kay and Ashley have been telling me to do And I thought I was doing that by taking my candlelit baths and no. everything, and then, no. That wasn't it at all. It wasn't it. So right now, my frustration is making me want to just um, take a U-turn, like we talked about in the last episode, and find my own backup plan in areas like work. Um, I feel like Rochelle, like everybody hates Chris. I don't need this job. I got another one lined up because my man is Jesus right now. Um, so he's telling me don't don't move don't do anything i've got your back do you trust me and are you uh, will you allow me to move and work in the way that i need to on your behalf and then just do it is because all the stuff you told me to do that i might like this doesn't even make sense how am i going to have time for this like painting I, I paint um doing my waist beads focusing on bs with brie um I'm in school at NYU doing a music industry essentials program. And uh, what have I done with that? I just started that when I finally sat down and decided, okay, my way is not working. So let's just try your way. So I'm a work in progress right now, Um, working on obedience. So yeah, that's where I am. Y'all got any more questions since y'all trying to bully me? (laughs) What?
2: Anybody trying to bully you? I mean, what do you think or, you know, what do y'all think is the hardest part about being the hardest part about being in an obedient season with God, but a resistant season with your flesh?
0: That the whole thing, (laughs) the whole thing, because it's like this. Your mama said, wash all the dishes. But you didn't make none of the dishes. You didn't dirty up none of them. So you're mm. like, I'm not washing this because and I, I didn't I didn't make it dirty. And she's like, but you are. Or you're not going to do X, Y, and Z. She's going to have to whoop me. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how I feel. Like, <laughs> y'all seen my mama? Her- I don't want no
2: whooping for Sholanda's
0: real. Yolanda don't have to whoop me. Mm-mm. Nah, I'm cool. She's going to, oh, I'm going to run. One of the two. But
1: I'm not doing the dishes. Mm-mm. That's how I feel. I was. Me. I would say for me, it's not knowing why. Like, I'll do it, I guess. But like, <laughs> like why? Like, where, where, where we going? I need to. I like to. My flesh always feels the need to know why I need to do something. Um, but then, <clears throat> and then we talked about it in a Bible study before, like if he told us why then we most likely wouldn't do it Um, or we'll just like try to still do it in our own way and stuff. And I remember there was one time my prayer closet is my shower and I was asking, I was talking to God about something. And then all of a sudden I came to the realization, like, this is why you don't be telling me nothing. And I started laughing um, because I wouldn't know what to do with it anyway. But it's just, that's the hardest part for me is like just having to, Cause faith with, uh, we walk by faith, not by sight. And so when I can't see something, I'd be thrusted in these dark tunnels and whatnot. I've just, I'd be needing to know why. Um, but understanding that I will know what I'm supposed to know when he reveals it to me, reveals it to me.
2: Yeah. Um, I, and I'm going to have to piggyback even with off of what you were saying, two things that you said, one, the idea that, um. It's hard because I want to know why I want to know why you want me to do it. I want to know why you're asking me to do it. And I want to know why, because I know for me, even with the book, I was thinking, my like, God, my my poems was going just fine in the notes of my phone. I, why? Why would we do that? Why would we put them in the book? We're we going to do that for. And it was like, oh, because you want people to hear it. I mean, but why do they got to read it in a book? Because I mean, it, it does just fine when people ask me to come and perform somewhere and I just say it. I don't understand why we must why we must do a book. Why does it have to be this way? Um, but then to even go along with that is the idea that if God were to tell us why he did all these things or why he has things planned the way that he does, we would have the wrong motivations for following through with the action. So when you think about it, The obedience without the why forces you to use faith. Um, And it's like, it's almost like God sets these things up to be like a chain reaction of the skills that he's teaching you, which is that, okay, if I can get you to learn about faith, that's great. Now I'm going to ask you to do something and I need you to be obedient. And then you're going to question why I'm asking you to do it. But remember when we learned about faith, I need you to use that right now. Um, Because if God were to tell me why he has me doing certain things, I would be doing it for the outcome. I would be more focused on the result rather than my resolve to actually do something. And we've talked about that in um, Bible study too. We watched one of pastor Mike's sermons and he was talking about your resolve has to be greater than your result uh, or your desire for the resolve has to be greater than your desire for the results. And I think that a lot of the way our flesh uses motivation is I know what the outcome is. I know what I'm working towards. If I keep my mind on that, I'll get to it. Um, And I don't think God wants us to work that way. Because the, the outcome isn't necessarily what it is that you should be working for. You should be working for him. And and at the end of the day, in order to do that, you have to use faith as one of your biggest weapons. Faith has to hold you through doubt. Faith has to hold you through when you think it's going to go good. Faith has to hold you through when you're like, I'm legally blind because I can't see. <laughs> I can't see a way. Like, it has to hold you through all of that. And I think that that's very difficult because when we think about what the basis of faith is, it's just having hope for things that are unseen. It's like our whole culture is like, make me a believer. I don't believe it if I don't see it. Like, let me see it. Show me this. And it's like, like I tell you, people say something, I'm like, oh, you're gonna have to show me. And and God don't work that way. It's like, have faith and then I'll show you. But I'll only show you if you truly have faith. And faith is something you can't fake, which I think is also pretty difficult because Sometimes I feel like even myself, I try to put on the front and I be like, okay, God, yeah, mm mm-hmm, I believe you. I see it, yep, I know it's coming and I know you got it for me. And I'm faking, I'm lying. I I truly, in real life, have no, no concept of what's coming next and I don't believe it's gonna happen and I think that anybody who believes God when he says it's gonna happen is a little bit crazy. But also understanding that like, that's literally what faith is. And then that's when it turns into crazy faith, which is why for Pastor Mike, that was one of my favorite sermon series ever was the crazy faith. is that idea of like, in order to be fully obedient and what God wants you to do, you're going to have to have some hope for some things that you and no one else around you can see. And I think that that's very difficult, especially when we have that flesh that is so resistant to that. Like your flesh that is like, show me this. When you think about, the things that operate in our flesh realm, everything is validated by what you can see, what you think, what you see, and what you feel. And God is none of those things. He wants you to be obedient despite how you feel. He doesn't really care what you think. Honestly, that's not even relevant information. (laughs) Um, And what you see can deceive you at all times. Um, Because I think of how many times has God asked me to be obedient and told me something's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. And I need you to do this. And my surrounding looks nothing like what he said. So I definitely agree with them. Sometimes it's hard because I don't know why. And it's really hard because it requires me to have faith. And sometimes stepping out on on water when I'm sitting in a comfy boat is just not my idea of a good day. (laughs) It's just not. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: I would, yeah. I mean, and then even as you're talking about, like, sitting in the boat and then, uh, essentially the story of Peter is he only, he only stopped, he started sinking once he took his focus off of Jesus. And so like being obedient is hard, but like, it's, it's one of those things, like it could all be so simple. Um, because when you stay in your word and you praise and you just worship and you focus on God, one you won't know that you went from point a to like b um because you've been focusing so hard but as soon as you like take your focus off of him you realize that you went through b c b and c right yep (laughs) and so (laughs) and so like i think about that as well because even though I was disobedient um about writing the book but like when we were giving each other those assignments week by week like you know we're gonna post a video we're gonna do all that like we were seeing prosperity and abundance like boom 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 and it was just happening so fast and even if there was no necessarily instant um return from it um that didn't That didn't mean that just the fact that we were worshiping and we were focusing on him and his word, like just learning more about his truth and all of that is a, it's a, I don't want to call it a prize, but you know, like it's a blessing
2: in itself. And so just yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's preparation because I think he's so slick. When I think back to like when we was doing that for Bible study, when literally that was our assignment each week, like post a word on your platform this week. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. I'm not going to tell you what you need to be talking about, but I'm going to tell you you need to post it and you need to post it by Wednesday for Bible study. And it was like, okay, this is cool. We're doing it. And it was like, okay, yay. Like we did this one week and then it was like, okay, yay. We did it the next week and we were feeling good. It was like, oh my God, we're being obedient. We're doing great. And then God was like, okay, yay, write a book. It was like, whoa, hold on now. In whoa, stage, pump, pump your brakes, Holiday. Hold, hold on, Holiday. Hold on.
0: He told Kay and Ashley to write a book. He told me to write a song. And I'm like, huh? Mm-hmm. I did that. Like, a lot of people don't know this, but I am a songwriter. I did record music. I used to be a performing artist. Like, I used to do that. I thought that, that was in the past. And he's like, write a song. And I'm like, but. he's like, oh, and I want you to accompany yourself on the play- piano, too. And I'm like, Huh? <laughs> Excuse me, listen. And then
2: Young Mozart was over there on the keys, and I'm like, "That's not my ministry." <laughs> so I can't even help you, friend. That's not my ministry. Uh-uh. I'm Alicia, no keys, because I don't oh have none of that. That's not my ministry at all. But it's it's just interesting, because like God really think he's slick. He had us doing assignments. It was like small steps of obedience for great leaps of faith is what I think he was preparing us for which is even scary when to say that now because you only recognize it's a small step once you're to the leap and so it's like feeling like the the book is the big leap is false this is just a step and this is ghetto and that's that's where it gets ghetto that's where Kay has a moment where she realizes something as she's saying it and doesn't want to say anymore well I'm gonna go ahead and it mm I was going to say it's just crazy that you even
1: say that because I was like, "Ooh, I got the first book out the way," and now that one day I got on the call, sorry, and I was like, "I'm not writing again. I'm done." And, and y'all was like, "Okay, so write the second book," and I was like, <laughs> <"Wait." laughs> "Yeah." What we talked about,
2: but you know JJ. what I did? I had to say that. So today was one of the first days I was in the car riding home, and I had got my little notification saying that my stuff was being shipped to me and I was like, my stomach had failed. And like any of my friends know I don't like roller coasters because I don't like that feeling. I play dead on all roller coasters because you can't kill me if I'm dead already. But that's another <laughs> story. And my stomach had dropped when I had looked at the stuff for the shipping. And I had was like, you know what? I'm not gonna feed into that feeling. And I was like, if there's nothing else that I know about this, God, I know that if this isn't the thing, this is the thing that will lead to the thing. I just have to have faith in that alone um, and keep keep that.
0: And along with having that faith alone, remembering that just because you're doing it, you're not going to get an attaboy all the time. Like, oh, my God, you did so good. Like, keep going. Mm -hmm. And I think we live in a a society or an environment full of constant reassurance. We post on social media just to reassure people, hey, I'm living the best life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we don't always get that pat on the back. So you have to continue to keep going, even when it feels like, okay, God, I'm doing it. So what next? And it feels like he's silent. He's not silent. He's just, you know how you have your headphones in to let people know, like, don't talk to me. Nothing's playing, but you hear everything they're saying. You're just not responding. I feel like that's what Jesus is doing. When we're like, hey, God, did I do a good job? He'd be no. like,
2: somebody come get y'all home, girl. She want a cookie.
0: Just keep going. Keep going. Continue to write. If you wrote the book, keep writing. If I don't have the song written yet, I don't think I might. But Mm-mm. that's here, neither here nor there. Keep writing. Keep playing. <laughs> if you need to paint, do that. If you're supposed to go to, to, go to this job that you hate, go. Keep going. I don't know. If you don't like the, your partner that you're with right now and you think God is in it and he's saying, stay, stay. Don't you just jump out of that prematurely? Now, nah, I mean, if he's telling you to go and that ain't it, go. Don't do it. But you know what I'm saying here. Like, I mean,
2: on. but that's, that speaks to the idea of letting your resolve be greater than your resolve. Because I think when we get caught up in results, we're looking for that pat on the back. We're mm-hmm. looking for that. Hey, God, I did what you told me to do. Not now, what, but bless me, do something, make it happen, make it rain on the system like that's that's where it be, but like that resolve has to be greater than that resolve your your desire to stick to it, your desire to to do the work, your desire to be obedient, your desire to have faith has to be greater than what you think comes from you being obedient and from you having faith um because i'm I've been having faith you know and we're going to turn it from like. Faith to crazy faith because I'm gonna tell y'all. I didn't, I said at the beginning of this year, and it's crazy because we're in a pandemic, and it's like, I don't know how God gonna pull this off. But dude, if I ain't got faith by one, if I ain't got faith by nothing else, I got faith about this is that if God don't pay them student loans, nobody will. And, and if He can't do it, nobody can because it can't be me. And I have faith that He's going to pay these student loans. I don't know how. I don't know if somebody's going to blow up the whole Department of Education. I don't know what's going to happen. All I'm saying is the balance has to be zero. And I just feel like it can't come out of my checking account. Or my savings account, for that matter, honestly. Or my short-term savings. Or my long-term savings. Or my piggy bank. It can't come from me. It has to come strictly from God is where it has to come. And I have faith. That he's gonna do it, I do. But you know, the crazy thing is, and which which is one thing that I really didn't tie together until now, is that my obedience is probably heavily linked to that.
0: Mm. Dang, that's so crazy!
2: And I want y'all to know, if next year y'all looking at me still paying
0: the Department of Education, I was extremely disobedient for the remainder of this year. I can't do that. I can't <laughs> do that. When you put it like that, I can't even do it. I cannot.
1: That was a word. <laughs> that was really a word. That was a word. Thanks. That was a whole word. Cause listen, I just I thought
2: I was gonna die. <laughs> student loans. It was gonna no. have to put them, they was gonna put them student loan letters in my casket. Cause guess what? <laughs> guess who ain't getting it? You
0: listen. it's the type of crazy faith that I have. I don't even look at the statements. They send them to me. Brianna, twice. don't look. <laughs> <laughs> she said I don't even know how much I owe. No, I know how much I owe because I checked my credit. <laughs> Like, when they
2: send it in the
0: mail, like, that ain't Hello? funny. That mail ain't even funny. I'm gonna take it to church. <laughs> on the altar. You said that to the wrong person. You're supposed to address
2: it to heaven. Listen, you better pick up the phone because he's on the main line, and it sounds like he's the one you want. Because it can't be me. I'm gonna take that and say that on the altar on Sunday. That don't have nothing to do with me. You need to take that to my father's house
0: mm-hmm. and thanking him in advance for everything too. Like. This car that I really
2: want right now. Listen, I'm already thanking him for the car. I'm crazy. Every
0: time I see it, I say thank you for my car. It ain't mine yet, but it will
1: be. But, and that just goes back to what you said, Kay. Like, your obedience is tied to that. Like, whatever, it's just.
2: (sighs) That's the crazy thing. It's It's, zero copy. And then I get a zero balance. (laughs) I take that. (laughs) You ain't got to buy one book if that balance is zero. (laughs) <laughs> you ain't got about one not the one book if that balance hits zero by december 31st <laughs> but you ain't got about no books that's the thing that led to the thing and i take that mhm
0: mm-hmm. i take that so what inspiration like
2: yeah so what what can we leave them with about being obedient yeah um I'm going to have to steal something from the late great Nipsey Hussle. This is, in fact, not a race, guys. It is a marathon. So when thinking about obedience, don't always be running, trying to get the next reward for whatever you did. Pace yourself out because God has granted you grace already. So pace yourself out um, and understand that your obedience Honestly, it may not be tied to an immediate reward. It may just be tied to another mission of obedience. And you're going to have to take it on the chin. You're going to just <laughs> have to take it on the chin. But looking at people and comparing yourself to other people and looking at them, thinking that this is a race of like, okay, God, I was obedient. Now give me my prize. Like I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to pass this person up. I'm supposed to get this thing before this person because I was obedient. This isn't. It's not a race. That's not how this works. God is in this for the long haul. He's in this for the long game. So um if if you're gonna be in this obedience game, it's not for the week. I'll tell you that. It's not for the week. Um, but you just have to let you have to let your resolve be greater than the results that you are seeking. Um and the blessings will come. Rather be blessings to you or God allowing you to be a blessing in somebody else's life.
1: Uh I would just say, you know, we walk by faith, and not by sight. And when I say, you know, stay in the moment, just continue to work. Like, what you know you're supposed to do, just do it and just keep doing it. Um, and stay in the word because you'll go from point A to E and just keep on going down the little alphabet till you get to Z. So
0: yeah, that's what I got. Um, I would say continue to remember that He's looking for progress, not perfection. Nobody is perfect. And even if you feel like you didn't get it right that time or you were disobedient, it's okay to bring that to him and ask for forgiveness and talk about it with him so that you can continue to keep going. You don't have to just stop. It's not the end all be all. He doesn't hate you. He's not disowning you. He's not taking your full blessing away from you. It might be delayed, but that does not mean that you are denied. (sighs) delays y'all we got to talk about generational curses boom boom Ooh, there you have it yeah. so y'all already know what's coming next time yeah so don't forget to turn on your reminders tell your mama tell your sister tell your cousin tell your friend tell your daddy tell your grandma tell everybody to tune back in with us next time every thursday right here with the lights of the ghetto
2: Period.
0: we gotta we
1: change the picture to that meme of lisa where she's crying and it's like why well, i gotta be the one to break the generation
2: <laughs> ain't no but for real because that's how i be feeling i'm telling you like generational curses might be two episodes for real because that's that's a wild assignment bro like that type of obedience is the ghettoest form of torturous obedience assignment I've ever seen in my whole life that's 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 that yeah. and it's, there's no roadmap. like what oh
1: don't part pardon. one gonna be called part one gonna be called who
2: raised y'all <laughs> <laughs> hey what yeah for real because we got to start there before you even get to you we got to go we got to take it back to your, to your mama to your grandma to your great grandma we got to take it back because because I need to know who God? and that's sometimes i'll be looking at me like who raised you and i know who raised me and i just be thinking like your mama raised you better than that why are you like that? like why are you like that so yeah we go we're going definitely have to tap into the generational curses next uh next next week um that, that might be a two-part thing because that's that's deep i know a lot of people mm-hmm. battle. Now and don't. None of us got no roadmap. Nobody even knows how to read a compass. At this point, it's not. It's like I'm 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 facing northeast. We gonna have to ask on that one, cause that's our compass now. Hey Siri. It's like I'm walking north and south at the same time. And it's like, how is that even happening? Yeah, it's ghetto. So that's all we got for y'all this week. But make sure y'all tune in next week to hear about some generational curses. Who? raised you okay um but that's all we have for today the light in the ghetto is out y'all better get home because mama said get home for the street lights come on all right (laughs) all right we job y'all this is k
1: free Ashmina, the healing artesian
2: Charlemagne the god (laughs) (laughs)
0: signing out until next time all right. Bye. bye. Y'all. <laughs>